When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast guaranteed to last longer than the average Daniel Sturridge performance. Uh, I'm Graham Brown, I am here with Joe Chapman. Hello Joe. Hello Graham. how are you? I am I'm very well. He's I, hanging, he's hanging. Yeah, all right. So <laughs> I, I am significantly hungover, so which is terrifically, um, terrifically professional of me. But Drowning you know, those sorrows. I... I, I that was gut wrenching, wasn't it? The Chelsea game. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. Well, uh, the the average Albion fan needs a bit of a drink these days. So yeah, it just uh, wash away those uh, tears. Uh, we're going to do a couple of things uh, in this week's podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, mostly today is about uh, going through the uh, the ten moments that have shocked the Hawthorns uh, in this millennium. So looking back to uh, to two thousand, the uh, the uh, the biggest moments that uh, that. that Left your uh, your mouth agape, uh, and then we're going to go on to uh, to talk about the the big debate at the moment, Joe. Mm, yes, ahead of this weekend's welcoming of Southampton in the FA Cup fifth round, we're kind of just trying to drum up a bit of interest in in the debate whether Albion fans would willingly sacrifice Premier League football uh, for for an FA Cup. Um, I suppose if Albion were more. Uh, Amongst amongst the kind of the battle that's ensuing above them in the in the league at the moment, it might be more of a pertinent question. But being rooted to the bottom of the league table at the moment, the way it is, the overriding feeling, uh, at least initially, is that Albion fans would take the cup. Yeah, offers a bit of escapism. We'll actually come back. To, we'll come to that at the end, which is probably a good idea because because uh, a lot of you are going to be listening to this after we've played Southampton, and you might not want it to be trudged in your face. Have we? Should we lose four nil at home? Um, so we'll come up to that later. So we're going to kick off now, but we're going to talk about the the ten biggest shocks uh, that that we've seen at the Hawthorns. That, um, we've been going through this myself and Joe. And we're just going to talk through those moments, most of which we were we were there for. Starting off with one that Joe wasn't there for because he's only about twelve. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the win against Charlton on the final day in two thousand to stay up. I think this is a um, a kind of a monumental time in the kind of history of the Albion, really, because it it signalled the kind of beginning of the Gary Megson era. Someone, someone like me, I was an Albion fan from uh, from the age from the age of what, five in nineteen eighty seven and it was just you know, the, the whole the nineties and everything was just, just a wash with um, kind of depression and it was just that I think that was that day, it was that day at that at, at um at the Hawthorns where people kind of got a feeling that something was about to change and obviously it did, you know, the next season we were um we were sort of fighting out at the top of the season after that we actually went up. Um uh, it kind of changed everything. The crowds, twenty two thousand there on the day, that that didn't really happen. Um, the goals that the, yeah that coming from um, from sneakers and uh, and Taylor, you know, it was it was kind of that there, there were two of our kind of better quality players. You were starting to um, see the effect of some of the players that Megson brought in. It was um, it was kind of a a bellwether for the future, really, and uh, and 
and we still, I think, to this day, are uh, are kind of benefiting from it. It was quite a significant result that, in as much as I mean, it obviously it kept Albion in in the second tier. But when you look at where Megson took Albion from there, yeah, in order to provide a platform, you know, the year after that, um, they were in the they're in the playoffs, weren't they? I That's believe right, yeah. before being beaten by. I'm going to Bolton. test my memory, Bolton, yeah, over yeah. two legs. Uh, so, and then of course the automatic promotion came the year after. So, you do wonder where Albion would have been had they fallen into the third tier. Yeah, that was that was just an, an epic game. It's funny actually because it was in the hands of of quite a transient team. Really, you know, you had you know, it was it was back at that time when you've got. Um, you had George Santos and various other people on loan, and you know just players that they'd kind of scrabbled together, having got there and had a couple of games to realise that we didn't actually have any good players. <laughs> it was a it was a hell of a, it was an incredible time, uh, and to go from uh, from a positive to to a negative. So uh, number two uh, moments that have, have shot the Hawthorns. This this one kind of splits into two, and I think you and I have a different view on this. I would say mm. I know this is very fresh in the mo- memory for me, but yes, moment that shot the Hawthorns. It's the other. It's both ends of the Millennium Spectrum. Spectrum. Spectrum, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so we're going from two thousand, pretty much to the to the modern day. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the, so, so the, uh, the 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 first home game after after Cyril's death. I mean, I've gone on this podcast about it already, but I've never ever had the heart ripped out of me quite so much as as I did with that. And uh, you know, the, the, I've talked again about it before. You know, bursting with pride about what the club did, and then the performance just just kind of just robbed me of everything. Maybe hence why I'm. Um, why I, I'm hungover today, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've never felt that at a football match. But I know you think that 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 that, that potentially the Astor game was even more so. Yeah, I just think the fact that it going back to Astor Day that that day it was it was something that we were building up to for a long time. The Justice of Jeff campaign was going on for for months and months, and uh, you know the the Astor family were, were of course. It was very. It was, of course, a very, very worthwhile campaign, and and uh, an Albion as a club recognised that they came together, and uh, it was a very, very special day. I remember that it was uh, the fact that they had managed to uh, secure permission to to wear that that famous nineteen sixty eight kit, and uh, and against Leicester as well, against a team that obviously were on the up and on paper very much like Southampton game it, it, for Regis Day. It was uh, it was a very winnable game. And Albion got themselves in front, not once but twice. Uh, and I suppose it was probably just the the manner in the defeat. I su- you know, the the the, uh, the day for Regis as a whole was very very special. Everything the club did, they need to be applauded for off the field. That it, it was uh, it was brilliantly put together. And of course, it was very very raw. Still, it was very very emotional throughout the afternoon. Um, you know, obviously. Jeff had been had passed a long time before uh, Astle Day, but uh, yeah, it was just the manner. I think you know that Jamie Vardy goal in the last minute. Just it was gut wrenching. Yeah, uh, gut wrenching seems to be a uh, something, something that gets uh, said a lot about the Albion. So number three moments that have uh, that have shocked the Hawthorns. Um, this is this is a slightly veer off, but uh, but the appointment of Pepe Mel. Hmm. Which I think actually is, a, is an interesting one in terms of how it's it, it's uh, it stood the test of time. And I think there's a lot of things about it. I mean, it's, it was a surprise at the time, you know, we, having gone from uh, you know, Steve Clark and consistently kind of domestic um, uh, managers to this kind of left field appointment, and which you know, 
it kind of just kind of turned everything upside mm. down. It, and it also uh, it's also kind of the the go to reference about Dave McDonough and that era. Yeah, it was a, a bit it wrong. was a it was a truly forgettable era for Albion uh, as a club. It was they had just I suppose this kind of backdrop of of off the field issues. Uh, everything that went wrong that that, that could have went wrong did it yeah. seemingly. Uh, so you had kind of player disagreements and, and arguments. Um, you had everything that was going on with, with Sada Berahino. Uh, everything, just even the even the fact that there was kind of a lack of striped socks. Do you remember they had to change the navy socks for the rest of the season yeah. at one point because they ran out of the the, the manufacturers uh, weren't going to provide any more any more um, blue and white socks. Everything and, and the Dave McDonough as well. The that element of kind of on the training field. Uh, Pepe Mel's language barrier, and uh, and then of course there was just the impending relegation battle on yeah. the field, week in week out, um, and you know Albion managed to drag themselves up to seventeenth place, very very uh, unspectacular. Yeah, I think that was despite the appointment, not not uh, not because of it. He, his first game was against Everton. He drew it. Uh, he drew yeah. one all with a goal from uh, from Lagana. God, yeah. So I mean, f- that, that really. Uh, it, it was. I remember. I think if I'm right in remembering, he dropped Gareth McCauley for that game. Yes, I think you're right. And, and he brought Lagana in, and of course Lagana scored. And then the week after, he uh, we went to Villa Park, yeah. and, uh, and McCauley again wasn't playing. And yeah, Lagano managed to uh, miss a, an open goal at one end, and then rugby tackle Christian Manteke at the other end. It yes. cost us the game at either end of the field. But in going back to that first night, um it was quite it was it was just a venture into the unknown really with, with Mel. You didn't know he could have been a Pochettino or he could have been well, he's he's now in his own category, isn't he? People refer to Pepe Mel when a club makes a foreign appointment yes. as, as being yeah. the, the you know, that, that kind of that risky taking the, 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 the lack of Premier League the, uh... experience. So uh yeah, I mean it was um it was fair to say it didn't work out that one. No, no, I think so. Um, so, so back to back to the positives. Uh, the, You've got to cling on to something. Here. Yes, uh, <laughs> the the victory against Crystal Palace, which 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 um, returned Albion to to the Premier League and broke hearts in Wolverhampton. Uh, oh. What a terrific day that was! April the twenty first, two thousand two. You were what about was, three? Um, I was uh, nine actually. Nine. On, yeah, on April two thousand two, I was nine years old. What was that like for a nine year old? Uh, do you know what I remember? wasn't I wasn't very well that week after at school. I'll never forget my teacher asking me if I was hungover. I was nine. <laughs> you know, my teacher decided to ask. You know, he's just been out. You've been out partying all, all night. You know, I, I just um, it was a glorious day weather wise. It was just that time of year. Uh, it, everything that went with it. Yeah, Albion were an absolute. They were a barnstorming run in mm-hmm. the league, uh, and of course, you know, every week that they got a result, Wolves didn't. Yeah, and 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 the the feeling, the confidence, and the belief that that they could be caught just grew week after week. Oh, oh Wolves have dropped another point. Oh, they've dropped another couple of points, and love, they, and it just it just kept getting on and on. It snowballed up until that obviously that. I loved that how Wolves, point. Wolves fed into it as well. I, I, it always sticks in my mind where uh, where um, Jack Hayward was going on about how um, how. Uh, we were gonna we were gonna lose five nil and uh, and Akinbayo was gonna score a hat trick and etc etc etc. Just the the way they the way they brought around their own demise I know, just I know. Just, just made it all the more sweet. <laughs> I know it just uh, it it was it was a brilliant brilliant. Uh, obviously, as I say, on the back of that 
that playoff, uh, the the disappointment the year before. Yeah. To think to yourself, oh, we're gonna have to do it again. Um, only for our dearly beloved neighbours to uh, help us out and and offer us uh, second place was uh, was was lovely. And it was funny enough. The two, the thing you mentioned, that the, the weather. I, I went through a period with album where I thought if it was sunny, we were gonna win. Yes. It just seemed to happen that way. Great escape. Lovely weather. Yeah. Um, the five five against United. Lovely weather. In fact, most of those afternoons under Roy Hodgson in 2011, lovely weather. Yeah, the great run. The other thing about the Palace game is the, the scorers. I mean, you couldn't have ma- you couldn't have made it better. You know, Darren Moore, this kind of humbling oh, uh, yeah. uh, leader of men, uh, the, uh, a, a club legend in Bob Taylor. It was it was just it was like it was meant to be. What a day that was! Oh, just yeah, two absolute fan favourites, and even to this day, Super Bob Taylor and uh, and Big Dave. You know, they were they'll be forever known as those nicknames. You know. You got you got Darren Moore still patrolling the touchline now, uh, and 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 Bob Taylor, yeah, he's as, as fondly remembered as as any as any former player. Yeah, absolutely. So next, uh, while while we're being upbeat, this has to, I think this is probably my most incredible day in football, the Great Escape Day. <laughs> I, I I I still I still struggle to kind of to kind of put into words what what obscure time that was. You know, walking walking to the ground, seeing people swapping shirts and and that kind of thing. Being at a game where the the team you're playing against don't want to win, it's really it, it was really uh, it was incredible, wasn't it? I mean, just seeing the Albion shirts and banners and flags and whatever in the away end that that day was just uh, it was remarkable. You, you won't see anything quite like that again. Uh, yeah, it wasn't so much. I mean, like, there's a lot spoken about that, that whole you know uh, bottom at Christmas and you know we were bottom. Yeah, the, the the day we went into it and so on and a lot of that. But actually, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it is. It was so much a feat of day. It was just such an obscurity that you know the way the way it, the way it turned out, the way the, the day ebbed and flowed in terms of the time. But it was that it was that point. It's it, it yeah. been a game where where put the Portsmouth fans would have been disappointed if they played. They'd have probably booed their own players for scoring. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the Pompey players dared go near the goal. No. Really, did they? There was a few games very much like the. Um, the, the, what we were talking about there and, and catching wolves and every week that confidence grew there were a couple of setbacks actually it worked the other way for me when Albion got spanked at Middlesbrough then got beat at home to Arsenal and every, at each of those games you just thought mm, maybe it's not going to happen after all Yeah. Uh, and then of course obviously rescued a point at Old Trafford gave themselves a glimmer of hope and you knew it was going to take results elsewhere uh, a significant turnaround elsewhere uh, and Albion of course had to do the business themselves and even going into the second half you thought to yourself is it going to happen are Albion going to you know kind of hold, uh, you know have their end of the bargain uh, and and made the substitutions Jeff Orsfield scored and yeah, yeah. never forget uh, Jonathan Fortune even now we'd probably get a, we'd probably get a point anywhere in West Ham <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh, so next, uh, we've been we've been too positive. Uh, the, yeah, the, we've got to we've got to kind of bring it back down a, yeah. a notch. So I think actually, as it happens, I think a lot of the most shocking things about Albion's recent history have actually happened away from home. Uh, we've referenced some of them today, and I mean things like Anelka, uh, mm. you know, at uh, at, uh, at the bowling ground. Um, Anelka, yeah, uh, yes, uh, mixing things up and so on. One of the things that happened at the Albion ground that I think uh, will live long in the memory is uh, is the Carnu Howler miss against Middlesbrough. <sighs> I mean, even to this day, you just think, 
I, I remember Brian Robson kind of wheeling away, yeah. Tony Pulis style, when uh, that happened, and you could always you could just see him mouthing. How did he miss that? A player of Canu's ability. When Albion signed him, you thought, "Wow, this is some coup." Yes. For a bloke who's what was he? He said to be twenty eight years old at the time. Yeah. You thought. This is incredible. How have we snapped him up? Even if he was forty-five, he'd won him from two feet, wouldn't he? You know? <laughs> yeah, he was just. Oh, he was just. I don't think you ever saw him sweat either, did you? No. He just. He. Uh, he kind of sauntered around at the top end of the field and probably didn't score as many goals as we'd have liked. But uh, yeah, just ever the coolest man on the field, and it, and and for him to. It wasn't even two yards, was it? It was, oh, no, it was mean, under it was, the crossbar. It was, it was under two feet. He did so well to get it over the bar. And it's one of those things that's kind of indicative of the... of the. It, it spoke to uh, where the club were at at the time. We lost to Middlesbrough that day. We were, uh, you know, we were... Uh, it was Robson's first game in charge. Yes. And it was his big return to, to, uh, to the Hawthorns as, as manager. Uh, it was the beginning of the Great Escape yeah. era, uh, his Great Escape era. But kind of the beginning uh, of a slump as well yeah, at that point. but so. very much like the Regis Nastal days. How anticlimactic was it you uh, know, that that, uh, that Albion would go and lose to a, a pretty bog-standard mid-table team at the time? It's a very Albion thing to do, isn't it? Uh, Robson called it almost impossible to miss, which I think it would be, uh, would be fair to say. Uh, so the next one, uh, th- th- this gets... We, 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 um, Asked around the office the various Albion fans about uh, about the kind of moments that shocked the Hawthorns over the last few years, and absolutely everyone came back with Colchester. Colchester, two thousand and eight. Uh, yeah, it was one of those you just kind of thought uh, you turn up at the Hawthorns against a team that I think got relegated that year, so they were they were struggling at the time. Uh, it was yeah, uh, no, no it problem. was it was the end of March, so Albion were kind of it was the home straight for Albion's um, promotion. Hunt. and uh, they, it, it, they went they went two goals down very quickly yeah. Albion and um, it was it was just a, a real shock to the system and it woke them up and they uh, they got themselves level to, uh, before before half time and just when you thought at the second half they were cranking it up a few gears we're going to go and get the winner now there was always a goal in Tony Mowbray's West Brom team mm-hmm Always with that with that forward line in the midfield, there was goals everywhere, and then they get sucker punched and uh, and Colchester score a third, and you thought, oh, God, is it going to be one of those games where it didn't happen very often, but one of one of those games where, you know, they're gonna they're gonna drop some some points. Going into added time, you're thinking to yourself, I'll take a point now. This would be uh, letting ourselves off the hook a bit here, uh, and yeah, was it ninety? First and ninety third, or ninety first and ninety fourth minute. The second was almost inevitable. I thought when they scored the first. Okay, I'll give you a a, um, a curveball while we're talking about this. Yes. So I want to read out the team that 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 day. Mm. Tell me whether or not it'd be more likely to win our next game than the one we have now. <laughs> Kylie Hopkins, Caesar, Albrechtson, Robinson, Gira, Greening, Corran, Brunt, Bednar, Phillips. Uh, the players that came on were Ishmael Miller, Neil Clement and James Morrison. Would you swap? <laughs> um, wow. If you were giving me that line-up in their prime at that time against Samantha in the FA Cup. Um, it's a good question. We can have this argument now about, about, about the, the squad 10 years on and how we believe that this squad to be among the best Albion have had in recent history. Mm. In terms of the quality throughout, uh, and yet 
that's that group just seems so tight knit, didn't it? It was a fluidity to it. They, they, I'm not the biggest Mowbray advocate, but that team knew what it was about. Defenders uh, weren't outstanding. There no, wasn't, well, I mean, if there you wasn't look any that, Jonas Olsen, Gareth McCauley. No, certainly in that Evans team. Types, I mean, Cesar and Albrecht. seen so many back. goals, yeah. but they scored so many as well. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Roman Bednar and Ishmael Miller were never more than championship strikers. No. They were good championship strikers at the time. And the midfield spoke for itself. Robert Corrin, I absolutely adore Robert Corrin when he was at the Albion. Yeah. Jonathan Greening. Zoltan Gear are Premier League players. Well, I love that midfield, especially that Gear Green and Corin Brunt, and they brought on Morrison. I mean, that's uh... and obviously you have got to remember that um, that Kim Do Hyun was was an unused sub. Felipe yes. Teixeira was out injured at the time. Yes, so they had they had so many they had so many options. I think I probably would just about keep our uh, our side now, but uh, but it'd be it'd be close. So actually, so this next one uh, is a game I wasn't at. Uh, West Bromwich Albion 5, Man United 5. And I always tell the same story about this, which is that... Uh, where were um, you, Graham? Where were you at that do, time? Do you know, I don't absolutely know. I think I might have been in Thailand. And wherever I was, <coughs> my uh, my nine-year-old nephew took, uh, went in my, uh, in my place, took my season ticket, and, my, and told my dad uh, um, when it was 5-4, I believe, this is a bit boring, isn't it? Which, uh, which made me think he's probably never going to make a brilliant Albion fan. Probably, probably lost on him a little bit, I think. Then. What are your memories of that day? No, oh, I was just delirium at the end. Uh, you kind of turned up almost just expecting Albion, not Albion to roll over so much, but you kind of expected United to be into such cruise, a cruising mode. Yeah. And they were, and I remember thinking that United fans that day, they were everywhere. I mean, the first goal went in. Was it an own goal, the first goal? I, just, I remember thinking, uh, you know, the whole place was just rammed with United fans. We United fans in the East End, United fans yeah. in Brummie Road, and uh, United fans in the away end. They were singing constantly for about eighty minutes, and even when the goals were going in, it was kind of like, "All oh, right, let's have a little cheer." But it wasn't. It was just a constant just celebration of Fergie yeah. to the point where uh, you couldn't really make out whether they were celebrating goals or not because the, the singing and the chants never stopped, and. Uh, 3-0 going into half time you're thinking to yourself this could be anything United could go in to score as many as they want here uh, and then James Morrison pulled one back just before the break uh, and then Steve Clark decided to throw Lukaku on for his last 45 minutes at the club and uh, well I don't think United were quite expecting it no so you, you know he scored one um and then it became quite interesting. And then United decided to go up a few gears again and pulled away again and scored a couple more. And uh, from there, you think to yourself, no chance, no chance that Albion are getting anything. And yeah. I remember thinking at the time as well, I'd have taken 5-4 as a scoreline. Yeah. When Mulumbu scored, I thought, oh, that that's fine. We've given it a really good go, lads. You know, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then uh, for them to score the fifth was just incredible. I'll never forget Johnny Evans absolutely poleaxing Marcus Rosenberg as well. <laughs> And being absolutely furious with him. No terrific loss. The um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it always it's always a good go-to reference as well. Whenever you think back to the uh, to the Pulis era that we once drew five all, it uh, just reminds you that, that there were there were times that where that was possible. Mm. Uh, so so the next moment that that uh, that, that shocked the Hawthorns happened in uh, in two thousand mm. uh, and two, and I thought it was just a good time to kind of. Re- it came back to my mind really this with the, with the whole uh, Regis thing, but the, the the moment where where we, well, in itself was a surprise at the time we managed to beat Warsaw one nil. But then um, Jason Roberts lifts his shirt to to reveal a, a picture of Jeff Astle. I, th- I think 
it's just one of those moments that kind of lives forever. It's like a, like a, like a photographic moment that, yeah. that I think all our oh, fans it's, remember. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it's it's so. Um, it was it was a. I don't know how you put it into words, really. I don't think there were many. It's like an iconic moment. Wasn't oh, it? huge iconic. Yeah, that's definitely the word. That many album fans that were kind of expecting it. No. And, and Roberts, Roberts, of course, uh, on the field before the game last Saturday on Regis Day, he, he spoke about it and uh, of of um, that afternoon when he when he did so and he and he uh, he showed off the, the photo um, on his on his shirt underneath his Albion jersey. Uh, and you know that was that was at least fitting that he scored the winning goal that game. Yeah, I think it, uh, it it speaks well for him that that's something they did. And then to the final moment that shut the Hawthorns. God, I remember this. This was a gutting one. Uh, Michael Appleton's uh, his debut as uh, as West Brom's Albion manager. Mm. Uh, what well, so I think Roy Hodgson was sitting in the stands, he three was, nil up. Was. Everything was going right. Oh, it was rosy, wasn't it? it Roberto Di Matteo had, uh, had just departed, and uh, we thought we'd landed on a genius. Yeah. So I remember we played Wigan. I think it was during the week we played Wigan. At home, and we went one nil up, and uh, we just signed Carlos Vela. And we're thinking, okay, wow, this, uh, you know, this, um, we're gonna have a turnaround here because we're in a horrible, horrible run of form, Mm -hmm. and we were slipping down the table after a fantastic start to the season, and uh, we threw points away in that game as well. We were we were the better team against Wigan, and we threw points away in that game. Then Dimitar got the sack after the uh, defeat at Man City, and. Uh, yeah, so three 0 up at half time uh, against West Ham, and who were also in deep, deep trouble. Yeah, and uh, it, yeah, it, as as the story goes, that it was Scott Parker that uh, gave the half time team talk. Wasn't yeah, it? from an album. Avram Grant wouldn't be the kind of man that would fill you with a hell of a lot of. Uh, of, of kind of enthusiasm, I suppose, especially when you're three 0 down. No, but so everything went right. So, so they edged him out of the way. Yeah, so Graham Doran scored a great goal. Um, I think Jerome Thomas scored, and yeah, everything was going absolutely swimmingly. And the thing I'll always remember that for is the, is, was the obscure move. So I think were, were we three 0 up when um, when he was forced to bring um, Giles Barnes on, and he brought and he brought him on as a kind of holding midfielder. In an experiment that just absolutely didn't need to be experimented with, <laughs> and uh, and he just got kind of steamrolled through by uh, by Parker, who's on that. Who's yeah, Scott Parker was a man on a mission that day. Yeah, he was a man on a mission that season. I remember he he got the award, didn't he? I think for did he get um, the writers' player of the year or something? Uh, or or I, the I, players' player, something. He was he was outstanding. He that was kept West Ham up, I think. Um, and yeah, he was. He certainly, he certainly kind of ran the show in that second half. And uh, Denver Bar was the scourge of Albion that day, as he so often was, really. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of uh, lot of moments like that. So that's our that's our list. They're the uh, they're the ten moments that have that have shocked the Hawthorns. Uh, and yeah, you get, I, I like looking back over this era. Really, it kind of reminds you. I mean, some of the things we've been through, things like the uh, the Great Escape and the overhauling of walls and that sort of thing. Yeah, there's not many clubs that have this this kind of uh, this level of. Um, of uh, of kind of um, these ups and downs, you know. If, if mm. you look at kind of Villa for kind of twenty years, they didn't really do anything. But moving on to the next thing, then. So you've been uh, yes. you've been out asking Albi fans about uh, about whether or not they would prefer to be uh, to stay in the Premier League and um, 
at all yep. in the FA Cup. So our disclaimer, of course, is that this is being uh, recorded prior to yes. Saturday's uh, FA Cup game against Southampton. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was just really kind of a, a gauge to see what the kind of consensus was among fans of what they value more. Uh, of course, it was all very hypothetical. Of course, we want to see Albion remain in the Premier League. That goes without saying. Uh, week on week, as it looks more and more difficult to... See, see them, uh, you know, kind of clawing that back, that that that, that ongoing battle in the Premier League. Uh, it, I suppose it's just a welcome distraction, the the the, the cup. So, what's the early feedback? Does, does it, in my mind, everyone would rather win the FA Cup. It's quite mixed, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I I, it, I looked at the pros and cons, and uh, you know, I had. I had a chat with uh, Shane, one of our writers, uh, one of our sports writers, who's um, a big, big Blues fan. Yeah. And he said, even now, after all the years of, of heartache that, that Blues have suffered in the last few years, and all those skirmishes, and you know, with uh, with relegation to League One, and uh, all the off-field problems, that he would not have changed anything. No, for, well, for that League Cup win. I think I'd agree with that because because I mean obviously it's a hypothetical question, but you can't take it away, can't, can you? That's the thing. You you, you have forever won it, and yeah. and the truth is that you could stay in the Premier League one season and get relegated the next, and where does that get you? Whereas you you win a, you yeah. win the FA Cup, and you can't yeah. take that away. Uh, yeah. I I realise financially speaking, seventeenth place is probably worth more. Yeah. To uh, to a club than than an FA Cup uh, trophy, but you know. As Blues fans will tell you, that because of and Villa had they won the the cup in twenty fifteen, I think it was. If um, it, it remains the, the the kind of the bragging rights as well, the local bragging rights, Blues can hold that over other clubs. Yeah, as Villa were able to about the League Cups in ninety in the nineties, and uh, you know, God forbid anybody ever brings up nineteen eighty two, but. Mm. That 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 kind of you know we it's been so long it's been fifty years and the whole since a significant I know ten years ago we had the championship trophy and that was fantastic but fifty years since a uh, since some significant silverware it's the consummate football debate isn't it really I mean actually winning the FA Cup would put, would get you into Europe which would almost certainly get you relegated because of the extra games and the yeah. without without um, without uh, without the extra finance but. Um, this is where it's, it's interesting. This is where football fans and football administrators just are completely uh, kind of distinct, really, because you know that you know it's just a um, it's an accident waiting to happen if you're running a club. But for a yeah. fan, I personally think I'd the want pros, to sit there and watch that accident happen. I personally think the, think the pros outweigh the cons. Actually, uh, you look at everything. Say, say for argument's sake, Albion win the uh, the FA Cup this season, and forget the the league side of the argument whether they stay up or go down is irrelevant at this point. Say they win the FA Cup. They will have been to Wembley twice, mm-hmm. had two amazing days out as a fan. They will be going back again in the summer for the Community Shield. Yep. They'll have a Europa League campaign to look forward to. And a whole new generation of Albion fans will experience those things, experience yep. a club winning a trophy and European nights at the Hawthorns. Yeah, I think that's right. Actually, it's a good point in terms of the kind of longevity of the club. You know, West Bromwich, West Bromwich is a place where a lot of um, uh, a lot of um, Liverpool and Man United fans live as well. And, you know, it's this kind of thing. There's nothing more certain to kind of recruit uh, new fans and the idea that you actually could dare to dream. Yeah. Uh, so I think it'd be it'd be big for that reason. So so your 
What, what was your, what's your, where do you land on it? Uh, I think I think I'd go. I think I'd be going cup. To be honest, on a, uh, if I was if I was put into a position where I had to choose, yeah, um, in this hypothetical hypothetical argument, then I would I would uh, I would say the FA Cup. I, I've I've certainly not seen Albion other than Jonathan Greening with a Division One title. Yeah, do anything. So well, no, I'd be uh, as ever in, in danger of uh, of Greening. I, th- I, th- I don't think I could get too far away from the fact that uh, it'd be brilliant to actually see Albion win something in my lifetime. So I think I'd be going for the. Yeah. Uh, FA Cup as well. So um, if you're listening to this on Sunday morning and we are out, please just delete the last 10 minutes from your yeah, brain. Just uh, we, we, can, we can only apologise for annoying you. Uh, but thank you. Uh, that, that's, that's all for us, from us this week. Thank you for joining us as ever. And um, we'll see you next week for another Woodman Corner. 